Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. recording recording everybody hello 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 welcome to two black girls one rose we're together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating love and relationships from popular television i'm natasha and i'm justine and welcome to the love is blind after show Woo! emily so we gotta exciting. find a sound yeah <laughs> we gotta find a like a <laughs> little something exciting something. in there yeah yeah uh, we're super hyped for these episodes. We'll be joined mm-hmm. every week with a new relationship expert or somebody that can help us make sense of what we're watching this season on Love is Blind. Today, mm-hmm. we'll be joined by a very special, special guest, mm-hmm. relationship and certified sex therapist, Dr. Viviana Coles. Mm-hmm. Some of you may remember Dr. Viviana as one of the experts on seasons 9 through 14 of Married mm-hmm. at First Sight. We are super excited to have her on today. We're going to deep dive into... The gift that keeps on giving episodes one through six of this season. (laughs) And Dr. Viv, she has, you know, a unique experience working on reality dating shows. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So we have some questions for her about just the behind the scenes of casting for a show like this and the unique challenges that these couples face. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as, yeah, she has over 20 years of experience as a marriage and family therapist. Right. um, And an intimacy expert as well. Yeah. And clear, like, strong ethics in those uh, practices, which mm -hmm. we don't often see with reality television uh, doctors. Yeah, that's true. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So this season of Love is Blind, as we already um, all can see, is quite a doozy. TikTok and Mm -hmm. Twitter, our comments, everyone's going nuts over this weekend, these first six episodes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of dialogue, a lot of, you know, you could take, you could interpret things different way. Every Everything mm-hmm. is colored by your own experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is colored mm-hmm. by what you've yeah. been through um, yeah. or who you see yourself to be in some of these situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What guy is triggering you? What girl is triggering you yeah. <laughs> based on, again, yeah. your past? Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, we're super hyped to have a doctor on the show today to mm-hmm. help bring us all a little clarity and understanding as to uh, what we're watching and what we can maybe expect um, for the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also want to remind everybody to stick around for the very, very, very end of the episode. We mm-hmm. will be discussing the latest episode of Real Houses of Potomac. We have not mm-hmm. forgotten. It is back. Um, yep. So for those of you um, who need a little Potomac recap, it's at the end of the episode. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, before we dive in with Dr. Vib, there's a couple things we got to chat about during this pre-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we got some yeah. Love is Blind social media. They're coming out the woodwork. All the cast members are coming out with their own social media kind of first announcements of like, hey, guys, you're meeting me for the first time. Uh, Here I am. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we have some of that. We have a lot of opinions going around about AD that I would love to actually address with you. There's a lot going on okay. around oh. AD. A lot going on around Mr. Trevor. Oh, oh man. Okay. Oh, oh Trevor. And then um uh Portia, Portia Williams' husband, Simon. I can't believe it. he's worth like four hundred billion dollars and she's still just Portia's husband. <laughs> I often forget his name, so Same. I really just know him as Portia's husband. Portia's yeah. new husband, exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh Isn't some some he's got some issues. So we'll talk about that. Oh, geez. All right. Well, if you want to listen to our episodes ad free, if you want to watch us on video, and if you want to listen to our juicy pre-show talking about even more Love is Blind mess and Real Housewives mess, Mm -hmm. join Patreon at patreon.com backslash two black girls, one rose. Yes. And you can try the Patreon membership with a seven day free trial. So check Mm -hmm. that out. Uh, Shout out to the Rose Garden. Love you. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are so excited to welcome to our Love is Blind after show, someone you all may recognize as one of the experts from seasons 9 through 14 of Married at First Sight, so she may know a thing or two about finding love on TV and the unique challenges that it comes with. She is a couples therapist and certified sex therapist with over 20 years of experience helping couples through emotionally and physically tough times. She is an intimacy expert and the author of The Four Intimacy Styles, The Key to Lasting Physical Intimacy. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Viviana Coles. Hi. So excited to have you. so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about a different reality TV show. Yes, (laughs) yes. A different one, but still got its Mm -hmm. kooky people and still got its drama. (laughs) It absolutely does. And, And this season is amazing so far what do y'all think Mm -hmm. oh yeah loving it so good so so (laughs) good i we were talking uh offline as well about uh Mm -hmm. love is blind as a show and you're a fan of love is blind as a viewer right dr i am all up in every season everything (laughs) that's going on i watched as the live that should have been didn't happen i i'm like (laughs) i am all about it every season i think it's just brings the what if factor is huge mm. with love. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. Nice. Well, we're going to dive right in. As you said, mm-hmm. a lot's going down already. The first six episodes are out. The internet is going crazy. <laughs> we also are trying to make sense of what we're watching. Um, but yeah, we wanted to start with just this idea of like finding love, getting married on TV, and then sustaining that relationship afterwards definitely has its unique challenges, right? Whether it's Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, Temptation Island, Love Island, like you name it, any dating show is going through, you're seeing 
couples being challenged. Um, we think, Justine and I, that the path to success would start at casting and bringing on individuals with genuine intentions, a real commitment to marriage. Perhaps they've even been to therapy before, so they're showing up as their best selves and have an ability to self-reflect in the middle of these like very pressure cooker relationships. Would you agree that casting is where it starts? And what characteristics do you vet bringing someone into a process like this? Absolutely. I think casting, even just from the way that people are reached out to and the response that they get, because just like with anything, when you're looking for potential candidates, you're going to go out there and you're going to look and you're going to try to recruit people who maybe aren't aware that a, a particular role or position, or in this case, uh, a participant experience is out there. I'm never against people going out and like recruiting for people for these shows, because again, mm -hmm. not everybody watches reality TV shows. You named mm -hmm. a couple, uh, you know, to begin with that I've never watched before. Not that I've never heard of them, but I've never watched. And so mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing where, <clears throat> yes, definitely making sure that people who are then interested in the whole realm of love, who are actually looking for a long-term partnership, that's what I think casting needs to be really on top of. Um, but here's the thing, like everybody, my husband and I, we were going to have been married for 17 years. He was not thinking marriage when we met. Like mm -hmm. we actually dated in middle school, but then there were like a whole decade Aww. apart. Oh. The second mm -hmm. time around, he wasn't marriage minded. He didn't even, he wasn't looking mm. for that. It wasn't until we got together that he was like, oh, wait a minute. Not only do I want that, but I also want kids right away. Like I, and we were very much alive. Wow. Nobody would mm. have guessed that a year later we'd like have had our first child at that point. Like, I mean, mm. so a lot of it is you try to get individuals to be as truthful and honest about where they want to be and how mm. they are currently mm -hmm. taking steps towards that. But mm -hmm. we also just have no idea what finding the right person or going through this experience. And for a lot of these people, it feels like they're going through a huge life journey of mm -hmm. self-exploration, self-realization. And, um, and of course, we want them to find love in a very authentic way. But there's just no mm -hmm. way to know that. Even in casting, there's really no way to know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you mentioned like judging for truth, like wanting people who are truthful to the experience. But I mean, you guys, experts casting aren't like <laughs> like four seers or like you can't read crystal yeah, balls. You're yeah, hoping yeah. people yeah, are I mean, truthful, somebody, right? Yeah, if somebody tells us, I want love, I want a long-term <clears throat> relationship, I want to feel like I am in a partnership that is, that has legs to grow. That is like, I, we can't be like, well, just because, you know, we're looking at your past and you've spent mm. the last five years going through 10 different relationships. That doesn't mean that that's not true, that what they're wanting isn't true. Sometimes you do mm. have to go through 10 people to figure out who the one is. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's really difficult. Our, I mean, we all have to. Yeah. It is very difficult. And for all of you who are dating online and who are dating in the real world, you've been through times where you were like, oh, that person just straight up lied to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's not happening on TV, but it happens. Right. In the real it world. happens in dating. It happens mm -hmm. In the real world, it's going to happen on TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, reality <laughs> TV. Yeah. Yeah. Are there are the qualifications um different for men and women in terms of things that casting would be looking for? Because when we're watching, we're seeing we talk about it all the time. We're seeing a lot of untherapized men, men who seem to have missed the step of doing some self-work before coming on a process like this. So when they're vetting and casting, are our qualifications for men and with women different? I think yes. I don't know if it's the qualifications per se, but it's a microcosm of what's going on in the real world. In the real mm -hmm. world, women talk about therapy women tend to be much more vulnerable in the way that they talk about feelings, their flaws, what they're working through. And that's something that is reflected in what we're seeing, like on A Love is Blind, where maybe only two or three of the men have gone through therapy. Um, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that they're not capable of sharing. That doesn't mean that they have, you know, experienced trauma and but it does mean that maybe they're going to need a little bit more like education when it comes to sharing and communication. And um, that might not be the case for the women. So, yeah, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. It is different, but it's also mm -hmm. and, uh, it's an expression and it's it's just um, of what's going on in real life. You know, mm -hmm. It's a reflection of what's going on in real life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you were one of the experts, uh, formerly on Married at First Sight, that was really acutely aware of that fact <laughs> that mm -hmm. men were new to being uh, vulnerable with their emotions, um, which obviously gets a lot of these ladies in trouble. But on Love is Blind, they date in the pods over the course of 10 days. So it's a lot of rapid fire dating. We have no idea what these time constraints are. There's no windows in this warehouse. <laughs> Most of these show formats are extremely rapid fire. And we see in Chelsea that she is lowering her standards incredibly low. Even Laura and Jeremy, we talked about a little bit on our last episode. How do you feel about having really high standards during such a fast process or low standards during such a fast process? I think you should start out with going ahead and saying, just like with any sort of negotiation, I feel like getting into a relationship mm. is kind of like a negotiation. You should have your wish list. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You should have it like, this is what I would want if I could have everything that, the way that I think I want, but also knowing in the back of your mind that what you think you want mm -hmm. may not be what, not just what you don't, what you get, but it's also may not be what you really need. So mm. open to the idea of I'm going to have this wish list mm -hmm. and then realizing that maybe if this person doesn't have it, but they do have this other something thing else that yeah. I might swap yeah. it out again, very much like a negotiation. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think hopefully Natasha comes back. It's weird. Um, yeah, th that's really interesting. I think when we talk about Chelsea, when we talk about Laura, there were two very specific instances that we were talking about. Um, Chelsea had an instance where she said, I'm easy. I'm the easy girl. She really wants to be cool. We see it in her reaction to Jimmy complimenting AD's body. Loki objectifying AD, but you know, that's another, that, that's another question we'll get to later. <laughs> um, and then we see Laura when uh, Jeremy is talking about having Christmas matching pajamas and like a very like Hallmark movie type of Christmas that he seems like he just plucked out of a novel. 
or out of a Hallmark movie and not very specific. And I, we found that to be very troubling. Um, I think Chelsea's need to be the cool girl is a pretty troubling one. Do you find it to right. be? Yeah, yeah? I think you're right. Because what it ends up coming across as is that when she does share that something is bothering her, mm-hmm. it seemingly comes out of nowhere. And she right. easily now she I could tell that she was really trying to hold her ground. Yeah, right. When he when he wasn't giving her, I guess, the reaction that she wanted, which I, I did like his reaction. I thought it was very measured. I thought he seemed like he was tuned in with what she was saying. And he was he was not telling her no, no, no. Or yes, I yeah. did. He was just kind of like, right. what's going on here? Like, I'm here for you. I think he was cutting through her concern and saying, Okay, are you are you wondering if I'm still into you? Okay, well then I'm gonna mm, give you that. Mm-hmm. Like he was skipping mm-hmm. through a lot of it. But mm-hmm. I think um what he didn't say that I think she really needed to hear was that mm-hmm. he finds her more attractive than anyone else. Yep. Because that's mm-hmm. what seems to be in, important to her right now, which mm-hmm. makes sense to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. But what he was trying to get her was what he thinks she actually needs, which is to say, I want you. I've yeah. chosen you. I yeah. love you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which all sounds like so amazing to the viewer. We're like, oh, that's so great. But I think what she really wanted to hear was that I find you more attractive than everyone else. Which right. that may not be true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in real life, maybe your partner isn't the most attractive mm-hmm. you know, person that that's out there. There's always mm-hmm. somebody who has better this or that. You know, that's just mm-hmm. how it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that he didn't give in to that because I think that could have been a lie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think he's going to be tested very soon. <laughs> I think so too. I think he's tested all the time. We talked about it last episode, how he's always on the defense with Chelsea. I know. And, and how it's going to get old. Yeah. For both of them. Right. It's going to get old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? Let's get to wait. Natasha, you back. Oh no. Is she frozen again? She's frozen again. Oh no. Spectrum. You know, the Spectrum internet has a hold on New York City that is just terrible. Where are you going? That's where we are. I'm in Houston. Oh, nice. We don't have Spectrum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You know what? Let me answer or let me ask the other uh, question about Jimmy and Chelsea. So Jimmy ended up choosing Chelsea, right? Just as Jimmy was torn between two women, Chelsea Mm -hmm. was torn between Mm -hmm. two men. Jimmy, who was unsure about it till the very end, and then Trevor, who was just all in, ready to go. And then we had Jessica, who was also all in, ready to go on Jimmy. And for us as viewers were watching, we're saying, obviously, the person who's the for sure bet is who you should go with. Do you think this is a case of this is too good to be true or a fear of stability? Or do you think this is people actually really weighing out who do I love more? Quotations for the audio listeners. So again, I feel like they're going with, well, what's ideal, you know, in this situation, Mm. Mm -hmm. the the risk isn't that high to them at that point, because they're literally on day three or day four or day five. So the reality and the weight of their decision really hits them until later on in the process. So at this point, they're probably like, oh my gosh, I have this, this real 
chemistry, uh-huh. attraction. We can talk. We feel like, oh my gosh, we might, you know, we're going to be all over each other. Yeah. Uh, and they're nice. And they say yeah. all the right things. I think it would be very difficult. Um, and it would be very difficult to make that decision without it mm-hmm. being still a little bit of a crapshoot, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's ultimately yeah. I feel like it is. And and I bet making those decisions between two people that you feel very strongly, it's mm-hmm. gotta come down to not at all like, oh, well, they said this one thing in that last thing mm. a lot like, you know, what yeah. Trevor was trying to get at. It's like, did I say something? Like, had you already yeah. decided? Like, because I'm sure they feel so strongly to the yeah. extent that they can that mm-hmm. they're like, I you know, it's got to be the one thing. Cause at that point, then people are starting to compare. You're making yes. comparisons. Oh yeah. And a lot like when you're trying to figure out what job to take. Yeah. 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 Right. You know, right. What are the benefits? What's in, you know, what are the perks? What are, so mm-hmm. I'm really, I, I feel very badly for them that they had to do that, but how nice mm-hmm. that they, what a nice experience for them to be able to say, gosh, I got very close to two people yeah. in a few days when maybe my dating history has sucked for the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how Chelsea felt. She definitely felt, um, and she wasn't boisterous about it, but her feeling so like I am chosen by these two men, just even for that 48 hours <laughs> must have felt amazing for her. I was happy for her that she got that experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and even Trevor and Jessica both physically are so like phenotypically what people go for, like out at bars or even on dating apps or social media and things like that. They're very much um, universally acceptable and very, very attractive people for them to be going through the opposite experience of being in a love triangle and seeing their reactions was also really interesting, especially Jessica's. (laughs) Jessica, she really felt away. Can we please talk about that? Let's talk about the EpiPen. Let's talk about it. I I was like, the confidence is strong with this one. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I also think, I mean, I think it shows an ugly side to her. Okay. Tell me about that because I, we have different theories on this, Natasha and I, I think it's because she was the mama bear of the house, right? She came in, she was gluing everybody's lashes. She was curling everybody's hair and they got around her and they were like, Jimmy doesn't love you. How dare he? Like, I think that she got a lot of that confidence backed from those girls in that circle when she was crying after Chelsea came in and said, Okay, this is my guy. What do you think, though, how Jessica's like ego came into that? So I think it's it got sad when she started to basically say, well, between the two of us, like, I felt like it was very much a comparison because obviously she gets to see Chelsea. Oh. So I think he, she's basically saying, well, you're going to eat your words because yeah. I'm I'm much better looking. Yeah. Uh, even though she didn't say it, I can't mm-hmm. help that that's what she was trying to say. Cause otherwise she would have, if she didn't feel that way, she wouldn't have brought that up because, if, think? She, well, if she felt like he was going to be extremely pleased with the way that she looked, oh. then why would she bring up her own looks, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. If anything, she should have stuck with, you know, I'm going to be, I would be a great partner, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess in that way, there's just no like, 
perfect way to respond to rejection. I mm. just really didn't like that that she was bringing that up, almost like it, almost like against the entire experiment, which is that it's supposed to be not about looks. Well, then why oh, should she? I know. Should she have said that, and was she expecting him to just turn around and be like, "Oh, did I make a mistake? Because you're better looking." Like that's not yeah. Good. I know, I know. And that's exactly what you said, not what this experiment is supposed to be about. And we've seen over, especially season six, we've seen a lot of trying, like people trying to indicate how they look. <laughs> I was surprised because yeah. I, I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't even know you could say what ethnicity you're from or, you know, like right. what your hair looks like. I don't know. Yes. Even I was watching with one of my kids and, and they were like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that they were able to do that. What's stopping them from just painting a full on picture? And I was like, no. <laughs> they can't be like, don't remember that you heard that. Like, no, no, he is stuck know. on Megan Fox. Jimmy is stuck. He's like, I'm with Megan Fox. Here we go. Oh my God. I think yeah. it's, and some of these, these indicators I think are out of safety. Natasha and I were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. Like AD was doing it out of safety. He, she was like, okay, this is a white man from a small town of 600 people. I'm black. Do you know I'm black? Is that a problem for you? Like that, that's like a safety question. But saying who you are compared to celebrity lookalike wise <laughs> seems to be, it seemed almost like she was trying to get a one up on something or like she was trying to, maybe she was trying to get to know what he looked like. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think she just, it, I think it was a mistake. I feel like mm. whether it's true or not, which some people will probably say in certain angles or yeah, we can see that or maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, people have given me some really amazing doppelgangers that I'm like, mm, y'all are just nice. <laughs> what are some of yours? Oh gosh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I know better. <laughs> God, that's funny. But, it, but usually they're very complimentary, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I would I would never tell somebody that I'm dating, hey, I think I, because not only that, but then you have a connotation of their own personality and how that might be. So mm-hmm. I, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like in this situation, Chelsea did kind of mess up by alluding to something that I think in generally speaking, a lot of men would say, oh, that's a positive thing or that's mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I think she could have, I think she probably didn't need to have that comparison made the first time that he looked at her. Right. As right. As she is compared to, uh, you know, somebody who's like less than the 10th percentile of the population of the world. Yeah. She might right. not be as gorgeous. She might be an eight instead of a nine, you know? Right, 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 right. And I think we've talked about this also on the pod that after they saw each other, all these insecurities about her physical appearance rose up for Chelsea. Um, and while Jimmy has the worst case of word vomit we've seen in a long time, a long, long time. Um, the There still remains a question, right? When Chelsea is saying that she feels uncomfy, icky, that she is trying to defend herself, that she doesn't feel good in a bathing suit, that she has been cheated on. How much of those insecurities is she just supposed to bring and put on Jimmy's plate? And how many should she have worked out before she even got to the pods? That's a great question. Um, I don't think that 
relying on anyone else to make you love you or feel good about you um, is ever a good idea. Mm -hmm. I also think that she could have told him like, hey, I know you're going to be around. I know the women that we're about to be around. I want you to know, I recognize that like everybody is very unique. They're all gorgeous in their own ways. One thing that you don't know about me is that I don't want to be compared to other women. Mm. Or, or mm-hmm. even saying, and it, you know, I won't like it if you're flirting with other women. So mm-hmm. again, things that maybe some people would say, well, yeah, but for Jimmy, he's right. just like, let me just be transparent. If he mm-hmm. feels like he's not being malicious, he probably is just going to say it because it's like, well, I didn't, I didn't mean anything terrible by it, or I don't have a bad will. Um, but I think that would have been something that she should have shared with him. Like, hey, mm-hmm. in the past, I've had men compare me to other women. I don't like it. Good, bad, mm-hmm. whatever. Even if you're telling me that I'm better looking, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me. It it doesn't help. So I think she could have done that. And I think he could have said, and at least acknowledge like, yeah, I'm a flirt. I love hanging around Mm. women. I love hanging around beautiful women. Uh, Mm. It's, you know, but just know, like, if it gets out of hand, just let me know, or I'll try to dial it back. Mm-hmm. Again, we're, I feel like we're, it's a train wreck about to happen with knowing <laughs> <I know. laughs> what's, mm. what's going to be going on with like Jessica. And then, of course, what's going on with mm-hmm. Chelsea. I just feel like mm. it's like, oh, gosh, this is just terrible. But I but to answer your question, <laughs> the things that honestly, I, I find it very difficult to imagine being uh, somebody who joins a reality TV show like these mm-hmm. and having any really big body image issues or mm-hmm. physical attraction insecurities, I just can't imagine that they're not going to trigger, 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 um, mm. whether or not they mean to. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, I think, sorry, I, I'm back. I, I've been through the... You're back. <laughs> Yay! The, worm, the wormhole <laughs> of technical difficulties, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I think what I'm, what I recognize with Chelsea and Jimmy, what we're really watching is like two strangers. Like they really, it really highlighted they do not know each other. He's triggering her. She, he doesn't know. You know, she's feeling triggered by things that she, I guess, is now realizing she never really shared with him. And so it's just like. You're literally watching two people kind of like playing, like dancing around each other in a way that very much highlights their strangers and they really don't know each other. And it's uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> well, and I think mm-hmm. the problem with them is that when they're alone, it's mm-hmm. like 85% okay. But the other 15 is him being open and honest, which we all really ask for in relationships. We're like, we like that you're sharing, you're, you're being honest, mm-hmm. but it's the piece that he shares that creates tension within her. Right. It creates, it feeds this insecurity. So unless she's going to ask him to just stop, she needs to start taking what he's saying and really processing it um, in order to then turn it into something that is beneficial to the relationship, like a solution, mm. something mm-hmm. versus it turning into just eating away at her. And we'll slowly, hopefully not, but it seems like we'll slowly see her like turning into like a secondary person in her own relationship. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with Chelsea, it's, it's seeing as if there's a lot of validation as well that she'll need mm-hmm. to like feel good. Um, and you know, how much of that validation seeking and requirement is, I guess, f- fair, um, on Jimmy, how much is it gonna, um, start to really impact the relationship and maybe start to backfire (laughs) as well as another question I have. Unique to the love is blind participants is that they still have a decision to make. So Mm -hmm. that's a very relevant question to ask, which is, are you still into me more than anyone else? Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that is something that they all have to be able to answer definitively when they're at the altar, like they need to know that and and making that decision. So under normal circumstances, I would be like, oh gosh, that's, that's awful. You shouldn't have to be seeking this validation from your partner, you know, every single day. That sounds really obnoxious, but also just sad uh, in, Mm -hmm. in real life situations. But in this real life situation, I feel like it's integral and it's Mm -hmm. appropriate. Um, to the extent that she does it and maybe the way that she does it, which is like, I'm going to ask, 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 and force you yeah. to give it to me. I'm not just going to take it and say, thank you. I'm going to be like, okay, well now I need proof. Yeah. And, well, yeah. there is no proof. You right. cannot prove yeah. that yeah. you're most attracted to the person in front of you because mm-hmm. there's always the question of, well, the what if? Mm-hmm. That's why I don't mm-hmm. think that that's the question that Chelsea needs to be asking. Mm-hmm. It should be more along the lines of, are you still feeling good about our partnership? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. or do you have any lingering questions? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not going to check in with you about this until you see Jessica, the other person you had a real yeah. connection with, and True. then we'll talk about it then. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the only way to get through this is to acknowledge, yes, there will be check-in mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. not all the time, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So it's like mm-hmm. asking the right questions. And then yeah, the whole, the fact that they're coming from a, ch- a love triangle, there's another woman out there lurking in the midst that at some point he <laughs> on <will> Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yes. maybe waiting until after <laughs> let him really show his ass after he meets with her. And then we let's check in again and talk. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, can we talk about clay for a second now? So Clay is, um, he's suave, he's the player type, he's the fuckboy type, you know, he's claiming he's going through a reformation now that he's found AD. The biggest red flag we see with Clay is he's made it very evident, he's been very honest, honestly, in the pods, that (laughs) physical attraction and a woman's looks, specifically a woman having a big butt, big lips, being petite, that is very important to him. Lucky for him, AD fits those qualities. So he's happy as a clam. We've seen on several seasons of Love is Blind, a guy meeting a woman who's not physically his type or he's not physically attracted to outside of the pods and their relationship suffers as a result. You know, we have Deep Dean Shake. We have Taylor from last season, Taylor and JP, um, Zenob and Cole. We have always heard these things, you know, men are visual creatures To us, it feels like a saying that kind of excuses men 
um, for being shallow or very focused on physical attributes. So my question is, is there truth to these these sayings, men, you know, all, you know, men fall in love with their eyes. Men are visual creatures. Is there truth to these these things, or is this just a lie created by the patriarchy to keep us <laughs> standard of beauty as women? Yep. Well, I don't think that we can believe that monogamy is the ideal, and also believe that men are just visual creatures. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like mm. we, we can't have it all. I think that it's, it's so important to understand that like, we're all having to compromise every day, mm-hmm. all of our choices. There are always other options. If we make it seem like that is not the case, mm-hmm. then we fall into this trap of not thinking that we need to work in our relationships, not thinking that we need to work on our confidence, that we need to work on our, you know, self-improvement. And I Mm -hmm. feel like with Clay, he does kind of remind me of like a Woody where I would have thought like, Oh, Woody. I don't really Mm -hmm. know. Woody being from uh, married at first sight. sight. Um, I, I don't know. There was kind of like all signs point to, he is, a great guy, but is he ready? He's saying he's ready. Yeah. His mm-hmm. friends are like, I don't know. His family <laughs> is ready. I mean, there was mm-hmm. there was something that I think everyone saw, which was that he's a romantic. And, mm-hmm. and that was what I was like, okay, well, if we find the right person for him, all of that is just going to click. Like he wants somebody to adore. I mm-hmm. think it's the same mm-hmm. thing with Clay. Now, one thing that mm-hmm. people might notice about him is that he didn't mention the thing about like taking her to the gym if she were to start to gain weight. Mm-hmm. While that sounds awful, I think it. we also have to remember that he's saying, I'm willing to walk the walk. Like I'm doing what I need to do to make sure that I stay in shape. And so many people do that where they're like, well, if I'm willing to do it, then I'm expecting that from you. Um, I can't say that that's wrong. It can be unhealthy if that's mm. the, if it becomes. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy 
is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 2BG1R. Conditional, you know, right. love ends up being yeah. conditional. But yeah. I, he didn't say like, you know, well, if you gain weight, then we're done. I think he's saying, well, if you gain weight, I'm going to do what most people who look like him do, which is let's see what we can do to figure this out and correct course. Mm -hmm. It is such a, it's such a nasty topic. I see it all the time when people are talking about a physical attraction and sexual attraction due to physical attraction and, mm -hmm. or the lack thereof. Um, I don't, I don't know if Clay would actually be that person who's like, nope, like, don't eat that. Don't do this. Don't do that. I don't know if that would be him, but mm -hmm. for him to say, well, I, we would go to the gym. I feel like that's a very normal way to look at, like, if you needed to, if you felt like you were um, going in an unhealthy way, like if you started eating too much candy, if somebody said, well, I'd give you more vegetables, we wouldn't be like, how dare you? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what? that is so wrong. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's, it's a very, very difficult topic that I think a lot of couples really struggle with, especially when you're together for a long time, like, people who believe in monogamy and want monogamy, we are planning mm -hmm. on being together for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a lot of changes that we have to figure out along the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. So it's less about, um, I, I guess your interpretation of that scene is less about Clay being so caught up on just you know, falling in love with his eyes and just being attracted as a visual, you know, men being a visual creature, uh, being visual creatures, but more so him um, having his own, I guess, preconceived expectations as to someone's going to continue to show up in a relationship physically. So that's, that's like giving it the very nice stance, right? That's the nice slant mm -hmm. to it. I think mm -hmm. another piece that maybe we haven't mentioned is that when he shared with the other men, how he thought about things, I think he started to realize like, oh, wait a minute, what I've done and what I've expected in the past hasn't worked. Oh my gosh, I'm going to mm -hmm. mess up this opportunity mm -hmm. if that's what I am weighing heavily in my right. decision-making process. Mm -hmm. So I think that was actually more of a, an eye-opening experience for him was realizing, oh, I'm going way too much into the looks. What if this person happens to be my my person and maybe they don't mm -hmm. look like what I've expected. Mm -hmm. And the truth mm -hmm. is we still don't know that she looks like what he expected. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Still, I, I haven't I, I know that he's given her enough kind of like attention, 
But let me mm-hmm. just tell you, she kind of demands it too. So yeah, she does. Knows how much of it is coming from her and how much of it is coming from him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting that you, when you talk about the gym conversation, it hit, I think differently for a lot of female viewers watching because AD brought up pregnancy. And when she brought up, well, I'm going to change. My body is going to change. And he said, well, it has to revert and I'll go with you. (laughs) You know, (laughs) getting water when that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, uh, yeah. I feel like when somebody says something like that, it's almost like, they've never seen anyone pregnant before or he's just yep. unaware <laughs> but i know it's possible for it to happen to go back right um, for, for women right. to have obviously it never goes back it's always different yeah. i mean things right. are completely altered inside mm-hmm. but yeah. i think i think what what i would have asked if i was on her end i would have said so are you saying that that's something that you would like or are you saying that mm-hmm. Would demand because Required. I can't even tell you that I can even get pregnant. So what are you right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. all the way back. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. just reminding mm-hmm. him there are no givens with any of this. So, mm-hmm. like, I need to know that you're in it for more than just the way that my waist measures. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Before. I mean, he's said this before and after he met her and on Love is Blind and Married at First Sight, you don't see the person before you make the commitment. And when we see these conversations happen with men, I think for women who are in bigger bodies watching and for women who are in bigger bodies casted, do you think that women in larger bodies, especially ones like AD, like Alexis, where that body keeps on giving... Okay, the older you get, it keeps on giving. Do you think that those women are safe in these casting processes, or do you think they should not even bother signing up? Um, I think the reality of it is that men are much pickier than women. Mm. And if if you're somebody who is going to be affected by anyone else's opinion even mm-hmm. your doctors or, you know, like if there's anybody, mm-hmm. if there's anybody out there that could change your mind about the way that you feel about yourself based off of their judgment, these shows are not for you. Mm-hmm. You, ha- mm-hmm. you have to be strong, steadfast and confident that someone else's opinion does not mean that it, it doesn't equal yours and it doesn't mm. it's not something that you take in and digest and process as your own experience mm-hmm. but that can only happen to an extent because if you're in a partnership what your partner thinks of you and how and what they feel about you know growing with you and 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 even being in love with you i feel like that does matter so it's a it's mm-hmm. a really tough dance to keep up with but mm-hmm. if you at all have any insecurities, if you can't go online and see somebody say something like, oh, I don't like that color on you or why on earth are you wearing those shoes? You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to handle something like this. And you need to <laughs> mm-hmm. stay away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that is nice compared to what's really some people are out there to do is like that's yeah. their they do it like it's their job. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think men are ready for Because I think women are ready. We see Kenneth and, and Brittany are fine. And Kenneth's wearing t-shirts at the pool. Kenneth's not, you know, like a big buff Trevor type. So I think women are ready. Do you think men are even ready for the possibility of someone in a body that is not their ideal on the other side of those walls? Um. I think in these situations, they need to have had experiences where they've experienced strong feelings, attraction, sexual attraction to a variety of body shapes and sizes and ethnicities. Mm -hmm. That's literally the point of these shows is to (laughs) say, hey, it could be anyone other than Mm -hmm. somebody, if you've chosen somebody who isn't of the same sex or gender right right other than that like you need to be okay with that but i i think that there are safer quote-unquote ranges Mm -hmm. of phenotypes and body types and even personality types we saw that Mm -hmm. with matthew omg what was doing there (laughs) his personality type was not suited for this Mm, Um, yeah so right i think it's also one of those things where they try to be as reflective of so many different people, but there are certain things that just tend to work better. And of course, when you have a small group of people, you know, like they do, uh, Mm -hmm. they want to try to get as many possibilities out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So really, yeah, it really starts with casting, like casting. What I'm hearing is like casting, um, all people, but if we're talking women, women who are confident, self-assured in their bodies, not going to be too impacted by someone else's opinion because their opinion of themselves is already so strong. Um, and then casting men who have experience before this show <laughs> of mm-hmm. dating women in different body types or different races or insert whatever diversity category, right? So it's, it really starts there. Well, and let me tell you, because I know the casting people, I feel like at least a lot of them, I I know that they really strive to do that. I don't think they mm-hmm. want anyone to um, be negatively impacted in a very long-term way by the experience. Um, but again, we never know what people are going to say. For instance, the Jessica mm-hmm. thing, that is not something that, that I, I mean, I wouldn't have seen that as a quality that casting would have liked, but it happened, right? It came mm-hmm. out that way. She's assured of herself. She's very like confident. That's a great mm-hmm. thing. But when it comes out in that way, which again, we just can't foresee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. So speaking of Jessica, we mm-hmm. are witnessing someone on Love is Blind we've never seen before, um, which is our first parent. Jessica, apparently this has happened on Love is Blind Brazil, but not on Love is Blind US. Um, so yeah, Jessica, she's 28. She has a 10 year old daughter. Um, none of the other men in the pods are fathers themselves to our knowledge. Um, all the men have come into this process to find love, presumably with women who are single and child free. That's been the history of love is blind. So I'm assuming that's how they're coming in thinking this process will be. Um, so Jessica was obviously a curveball thrown in this season. Um, we've never seen a single parent on Merit at First Sight, I think, either, right? So mm. watching Jessica's, like, vetting process or lack thereof <laughs> is a bit uncomfortable for a lot of us. And, of course, you know, we got one of the guys falling in love with her, right? Jimmy. 
Now, um, I, I guess I'm wondering, mm-hmm. why did you feel like the vetting process wasn't good? Why would happen? That would make you. Feel I, I, if I'm not a parent, so I can only speak from my hypothetical, <laughs> but as, um, someone coming in for love yes i'm looking for love but i'm also vetting potential stepfathers right for my, my oh child. i see what you mean i thought that okay mm-hmm. i i see what you mean like the choice that the show made to include somebody is that mm-hmm. what you because it's not like she lied about it so no not that she yeah, lied no. about it Mm-mm. okay they knew right mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, right i understand but watching her process her vetting process and with jimmy it seems like she's all in on this guy who mm-hmm is very on the fence about her but stepfatherhood about <laughs> stepfatherhood exactly <laughs> so just a little uncomfortable seeing how sure she is of somebody for to fill a role that is so huge um so jimmy falls for her right and then we kind of see him pull a switcheroo at the end he chooses chelsea the other woman and you would think because part of it is, you know, not being ready to be a stepfather overnight. And we see Jessica like roast him, right? She goes in on him, Um, which I personally didn't find her reaction to be very fair. Are reality dating shows a place for single parents? What considerations should be taken into account when you're a parent coming into this process? How could this at all be fair? for all of the parties involved. <laughs> I mean, as if we're going very black and white, just from this situation, I, I would say in general, absolutely not. I feel very strongly that wow. this sort of making these decisions, um, it is already hard enough when you are, when you do have the opportunity to balance and mix someone and fold someone into your life it's already very difficult to do that in a way that is um, as respectful and as caring um, as possible. I think in these situations, I've, it's, it is something that I brought up um, when I was on the show that I would not be a part of anything that had to do with having minor kids, especially kids mm-hmm. that live in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, that, that to me, I felt, I feel like, it just doesn't fit with who I am with my ethics as a licensed marriage and family therapist. And mm-hmm. it's wow. just not ideal. I'm mm. sure that her circumstances and her situation were very, you know, the, the specifics of it and details were probably taken into consideration. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just don't think that this is the place to do that. I feel like you're not given enough time. You're not given enough mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. Um, that said in real life, there are lots of people who date without their kids even knowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The fact that, you know, these people have not lived together. I mean, all of that happens in real life where you're not mm-hmm. living together True. and you're dating and you have kids. And some people will say, I'll never live with you as long as my kid is living with me. You know, mm-hmm. we can be mm-hmm. married and we're still not going to live together. I mean, people make mm-hmm. whatever choices they want to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this is, it's again, such a crapshoot. I would not think that it's wise to bring a kid into it. Um, Doesn't mean that she doesn't have the best intentions. Doesn't mean that she Mm -hmm. didn't have any safeguards. She might have a Mm -hmm. whole plan for how to make this man, whoever it Mm -hmm. ends up being, uh, how to kind of bring them into her family and do it in a way that is respectful. But Mm -hmm. it just doesn't seem like you can make that decision to marry somebody without 
in such a quick way, right? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, mm -hmm. and all the while, just again, vetting somebody as a father, I don't know. It's, it's very, very tough. And it just seems like yeah. there's so many hard things already to bring that factor into it just doesn't seem wise. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem wise. I think that's the best, <laughs> the best way to put it. It just yeah. seems a little too, I don't know, flippant or too like, too risky, honestly. Yeah, too much risky. risky is the word. Risky is the yeah. word. And again, she might have discussed it with everyone. She might have had mm -hmm. a plan for like, well, right. Uh, whenever he's around, he, you know, I'll only bring him around when she's with her dad. Like we we don't yeah. know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but it just seems a little risky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Weird. definitely. Well, speaking of babies, Clay and AD, um, Clay is seemingly getting in touch with his emotional side for the first time ever. We, uh, You mentioned this previously, Dr. Viviana, when he was walking around the pods, explain, explaining back his reactions to AD and realizing how he was self-sabotaging. Um, he's crying for the first time in years. He's talking about going to therapy with AD, and he's very self-aware about his very large ego. And not only is AD now seemingly responsible for this man's level of emotional intelligence um, that he's created thus far in the past 15 days, I think they've known each other, um, but he said multiple times, I'm a baby to her and to us multiple times <laughs> on the show. And it's really putting AD in this position of being motherly and him being a son. Um, what are the downsides to this kind of dynamic in couples that you have seen on and off camera? And how can someone not slip into that dynamic when dealing with somebody with such low levels of emotional intelligence and discovery, like an emotional discovery that he's having? Mm -hmm. I've seen that it's not sexy. Nope. That, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and that their, their female partners um, who identify as, kind of a, that motherly role will resent them for it, yep. uh, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and especially once they have their own children who actually mm. do require mothering, um, right. it, it becomes a real problem. Now, I think it's always great to have somebody be able to take the lead in different factors and different facets of, of your relationship and of your life. For instance, mm -hmm. maybe she's able to communicate better than he does. That's not to say like, oh, that that's not fair to her. But I, I think it's important for him to strive to learn and to change and to grow. We can't tell somebody they need to be fully formed. Somebody said the words, mm -hmm. he needs to be fully potenced. But I do think it's important to be able to say, hey, I can't, I can't lead and, and only lead in this way. Mm -hmm. I can't bring mm -hmm. you, I can't pull you. Like you mm -hmm. have to be a willing partner that's willing to stand next to me and ask questions along the way. I think a lot of people forget like asking questions is something we should be doing in every part of our lives. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, if you don't know something, you should be asking versus mm -hmm. expecting someone to just know and assume and, and explain away behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. fact that he's saying I'm a baby I'm a baby it's like what do you what do you mean and what, what is it? what are you yeah what are you getting at and it's right like a warning 
Um, mm, it does so, feel like a warning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I it's feel like prepare like yourself. Ask him. Yeah. Prepare yourself. I'm a baby or this, or I, I don't like it, especially on these shows where they've just met each other when they're like, I am this. Yes. Yeah. This. Yeah. Just so you know, I am mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. No, you're that way right now and under certain circumstances, but that's mm-hmm. not who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot more to discover there, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's interesting what you um, say about AD just having resentment against him, that resentment Mm -hmm. kind of building up. I think Jimmy is having a very similar experience with resentment Mm -hmm. building up with having to constantly defend himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing those two dynamics working so hard, both of them on this honeymoon, has been really interesting for both Natasha and I to kind of analyze. I'm so glad you're here to answer these questions for us. Um, And it does feel like a warning of what's to come. And it also feels like Clay is doing a lot of statements and not a lot of questions. He's saying a lot of like, oh, you can't get fat, period. (laughs) like oh you can't do this period and then ad has to come back to him and say okay you can't say that okay let's break this down okay where did you learn that from and that's probably where the resentment is building up right because he's not asking questions he's making statements yeah making these definitive statements that no one no one can be held to um and that's Mm. gonna make her wonder well look, I, I want to be with somebody that I can grow with that appreciates who I already am that, that mm-hmm. can, you know, to an extent challenge me when I need it, but something that I can't help. I yeah. don't need challenging on that. I don't need right. rushing towards that. Nobody no. needs to have standards that literally cannot be held. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I keep bringing it back to baths, but same thing happened with Olajuwon and Katina. Mm-hmm. You know, where I was like, mm. these standards, yeah, know, it, it doesn't make sense. And it Not certainly realistic. doesn't make sense in a healthy relationship to have right. so much hinge on one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I guarantee that if you ask nine out of 10 men and you said, you know, would you prefer to have a woman who respects you and, and talks to you nicely or a woman who has a size 25 inch waist post-pregnancy? I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of them and they would say, Mm -hmm. I want the nice woman that treats me well and respects me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh God. The verdict is out with Clay. I feel like he's like on a journey. (laughs) He's kind of on a journey seemingly, but we'll see. The trajectory (laughs) seems positive, but we don't know. Right. But we Mm -hmm. don't know. The verdict is out on whether we can trust him or not. I will say, I think that AD might need to tone it down a little bit because he might be also feeding off of her energy that like, I'm all that. And yeah, that's what right. I'm bringing to this. Okay. And I think he's also like, yeah, you're all that. But I think he might also play into this um, dynamic that happens often with Love is Blind, which is like, well, let me bring you off of your pedestal because I, right. I, I want to feel wanted by you too. So he's mm. playing off of this kind wow. of like she's bringing her, she's coming very strong with the physical, mm-hmm. and and saying like you should appreciate this, and yeah. he might be like, well, let me just tell you why that's nice, but I'm gonna bring you down a peg, bring you down, and oh, I don't think you know, I I I feel like that's 
um, again, the train wreck waiting to happen. I know. I mean, he's a self-proclaimed egomaniac, so that would not shock me. (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly what's happening right now. Well, and then just imagine if she gets defensive and starts tearing his looks down, boom, right over. Right. Because she said she's dated ballers. She's dated this one and that one. Like, I think even what Matthew said uh, was really interesting when he said, this is the the best day of your life and I was supposed to give it to you. These expectations that men are having for their own (laughs) delivery is as if no one else exists in the world. (laughs) I cringe so hard. Physically losing it, yeah. God, oh I mean, obviously, man. we only saw bar- parts of it, but the parts that mm-hmm. we saw, oh, I cringe. Not great. Yeah, no, not great. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um, Dr. Viviana, thank you so much for joining us. This is so much fun. We, we could talk you. endlessly, but we yeah. have many more episodes to get through. We're still, <laughs> yes. you know, judging these people, still getting to learn them. So, thank mm-hmm. you for joining us for these first six episodes, dissecting what we're seeing. This was really really helpful to us as recappers Mm -hmm. and i'm sure to the audience also trying to make sense of all of this Mm -hmm. well you know i love using what i do in so many different ways so thank you (laughs) today and i appreciate it and i can't wait to see what happens on the rest of the season of love is blind Mm -hmm. yes absolutely can you let people know where they can find you keep in touch with you any exciting things going on in your world that you want to share I stay very busy in the love department. I'm always trying to bring yes. connection and intimacy to your lives. Everything can be found at drviviana.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R-V-I-V-I-A-N-A.com. And on my socials, please follow me at Dr. Viviana. Nice. Yeah. And y'all will oh, get 15% off the audiobook and the ebook. Oh, awesome. Oh, thank you thank so much. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Shout out. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Okay. As promised. Yep. Potomac friend. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. After the Super Bowl. A little Super Bowl Bowl break. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we get NECA and Wendy. Yeah. Meeting up. I Mm kind of missed the first 10 minutes of the episode. So they sat down. So I don't, I didn't see their intros or. Oh, I mean, they pretty much just said NECA actually came to the conclusion during her devotional, like we could have been two Nigerian bad bitches, princesses running around and we're not now. And I was like, damn girl, the iron in these knees of you not knowing that this is your fault, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was, I'm putting blame on both of them Neca and, and, and Ashley mm-hmm. and when and Ashley it was yep. doomed mm-hmm. to fail from Jump Street so yeah yeah um but yeah they sit down they have a conversation NECA just keeps reiterating your mom submitted my name to a shrine she said yeah. my name to a shrine that's impacted my family mm-hmm. when he's like you called my mom a witch a witch <laughs> that's impacted my family yeah um and then wendy wendy definitely played like the kids card i, I know kids. yeah so anything yeah. you say is done yeah right <laughs> right yeah, this affects yeah. their grandma who watches them every wednesday night and therefore you came for my children girl that is mm-hmm. not what happened here <laughs> <laughs> and 
was just Mecca doesn't have kids, so she can't say anything back. Exactly. Sit there. Exactly. Knew that. Yep. Knew that. Exactly. <laughs> just mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Wendy says, you know, I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. You don't want peace. Necka's like, you don't want peace. It's just like she said. She said. Yeah. Yeah. They they're don't. They're not getting anywhere. Yeah. It's very odd. I've never seen this. Uh, or I haven't seen this on Housewives in a long time where they don't even agree to disagree. They just disagree. <laughs> just and, disagree. <laughs> and assume that the other person is the bigger person. Like they assume that they are the bigger person and the other person just won't meet them. It's kind of like Kelly, mm-hmm. Ben Simone, and Bethany. Mm, That's kind of okay. what it's giving to me. Okay. Yeah. I think the way you put it, they won't even agree to disagree. Like they just refuse to agree, even in disagreement. <laughs> like, yeah, just, exactly. They don't want to give it to each other at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh my God. And then we had a little moment of NECA on camera talking to one of the producers, like crying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. She's not giving mm-hmm. me anything. And mm-hmm. yeah, Wendy just. I mean, like, Wendy's trying to mad, secure. But... She's mad, but she's also trying to secure this girl not coming back for a second season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not going to come to peace with you at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, oh, I don't want her back either, Wendy. I'm good, too. I'm actually kind of good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've already, like, mourned the oh, yeah. princesses. Yeah, like, yeah the fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've mourned mm-hmm. it. It's not happening. It is yeah. what it is. And Nekka's given us nothing else otherwise, so she can definitely go. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else we got? Grace is graduating. Grace yeah. is off. Oh, my God. I didn't That's realize funny. she's just a year older than the other two, so the other two are going off next year. Next Giselle, year. you better get on Hinge, lady. <laughs> you better find you a man <laughs> and break him on the damn show, because your storylines are gone. Gone! <laughs> gone. Oh my, that's true. I forgot the other two are mm-hmm. about to be seniors, so they're mm-hmm. gonna be going next year. Yep. Oh my god. Um. So we have the ladies. They're off to DR, the Big Republic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I am this so tired of these people. I'm so tired, I Natasha. Know. When I tell you I'm so tired, of these people going to these regular locations. <laughs> I know. Regular. I oh know. my god. I know somebody I know. in Tulum right now. Shout out to Vanessa, the listener. Okay. Why? Why are we going to these four hour flights? I need a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I need a flight with a meal. Okay. From DC to DR, that dead ass is like four hours. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> going nowhere, ladies. Like, Can we at least go to Curacao? You know what I mean? Can we at least go different. somewhere, somewhere a little yeah, different? British Virgin Islands. Yeah. You know? Mediterranean. Yes. No, something. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I, I get it right I definitely get it so they arrive in DR they're taking this bus to the resort and they're having this conversation about these men's golf trips to DR yeah what? yeah Ray is like my husband every year yeah, yeah Karen mm-hmm. and Ray like these like a world of these men grown men going on golf trips to the Dominican you- Republic you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm not like a golf fan, right? But both of us have like gone and learned golf. Mm-hmm. I think both of our dads are our fans, dads of, fans of golf and play golf. Sure. I've never in all my 34 years of life seen a PGA tour in the Dominican Republic. 
Yeah, I don't think. You know, it's not like some <laughs> big golf spot. You spot. know what I mean? Right, right. You know what I'm they saying? They definitely have golf courses for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think of it as like a golf destination. At least I don't. I don't know. Me either. <laughs> it's a little hot. Don't. don't you think it's a little a little hot for that? <laughs> for an 18 we uh, 18 hole game 18 holes, that uh, lasts like 12 hours? I feel Forever. like Forever. It's a little uh, it's a little hot for that. And so that makes me very suspicious. A little you know what, Just a little bit. <laughs> what the DR has plentiful of is booty cheeks. That is what the DR has plenty of. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I was dying when Mia was like, well, I was one of the girls on the golf trip. Right? Like, of course you were. Of course you've been to DR on a, a men's golf trip. Golf trip. <laughs> right. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god so we hear about that whole world and Mm -hmm. then karen's story about ray Mm -hmm. ray on this golf on a previous golf trip how she called the hotel room and old lady picked Uh, up the phone yeah and he said it was the cleaning lady housekeeping i agree with giselle if you are indeed um a person who cleans hotel rooms and you answer the phone mm-hmm. please say that you answer the phone i've never heard of that mm-hmm. before i've never heard that either for what reason would they be answering the phone <sighs> exactly what well, they what don't reason? they got to get in and out they're cleaning yeah. eighteen thousand rooms a day well, you clean rooms. rooms you know how it is it's yes. a hustle <laughs> it's a hustle you come yeah. in you clean the room you bounce like there mm-hmm. what for what reason are they answering the phone these phones have voicemails. You can leave messages down at the ho- at, the, at the desk. At yep. the desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the housekeeper answering to take down a message just doesn't. <laughs> there's no need ever. No. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. Like, yeah. yeah, it just doesn't happen. So yeah, Ray, what the hell were you doing, and Karen? What were you doing telling and that Karen, story? That too, girl. You should have died with that story. I don't know why she <laughs> told them that. <laughs> Because all of them are looking sideways like, uh, what? <laughs> oh my god. Now they get to the resort. Mm-hmm. Big drama over the rooms, of mm, course. Per usual. Because <laughs> these girls always take the hard way out. There's always a double. Oh always oh. a double. Always a room with twin beds. Who oh, wants that no. room? The flashback <laughs> to the twin beds in Delaware. <laughs> the <twin> beds, yes. <laughs> The PTSD I got oh my God. from the twin beds in Delaware. Oh, oh God. man. They're like cribs. They're like cribs <laughs> without the sides. Like they were really tiny. <laughs> they didn't even look long, like long enough. Like a yeah. twin. They look like literal mm-hmm. toddler size mattresses. <laughs> like in what world is anybody gonna be happy with oh, that? God. Just I like don't know. Why can't we book enough spaces? Why are we inviting extra people? Love Kiana. Happy to be here. So happy. Why are we inviting extra people if we don't have enough beds for everybody to be happy? I don't know. I don't know. Oh my God. So Karen is like talking with, you know, with the hostess. Oh, yeah, with the manager. Room. Yeah. Oh my God. And then Ashley's like, you can have my room, Karen. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Karen is just fighting with Robin. They're going back and forth. Yeah. For- picking fights. Picking fights over this damn room situation. Meanwhile, Kiana's sick. Nobody's checking on her. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> her ulcer is like acting up. Nobody's checking on Kiana. <laughs> She's like trying to find a bathroom. No one's trying to help. Like, oh my god. Oh man. But yeah, the room situation 
is just these ladies. Mm. That's too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this was so stupid just to cap off the episode. This was so dumb. God. Giselle Giselle is so hungry for storylines. I know. It's so bad. I was this today. I was like, oh, this is this is like if it was anybody except for Giselle, she'd get fired. Like, this is crazy. I, that's what just uh candace walked off she's like this is yeah so absolutely i cho- she gets away with, agree <laughs> yeah yep she's getting mm-hmm. away with murder she's giving us nothing about her life but she's mm-hmm. here trying to stir drama between other castmates to create drama that will then be her story line yeah somehow, some way mm-hmm. what that was so stupid this whole mm-hmm. grand dame title um <laughs> with a sash uh, and a crown sash and crown awarding neca this make any freaking sense um candace called giselle a sinister imp did you catch i love it hollered oh my god i was like (laughs) i'm there's so many things that are just should go straight in everyone's lexicon it's it goes right Mm -hmm. next to not today nick a sinister imp that is a good one that is a great one oh my god i was dying like how can't this come up with the shit she has like an endless trope it almost reminds me of martin martin and gene oh my god yeah pam for like 15 seasons their volley back and forth was just endless they could call each other every different name under the sun it was so good that's how candace just keeps bringing different names what's she called just ankles she called her ankles Ankles. last episode not today ankles yeah not today ankles oh Mm -hmm. my god hilarious Mm. so yeah that was that was potomac basically yeah pretty much pretty much much nothing to learn over there with those definitely but it's pretty fun yeah um but yeah that's it guys that's it we'll be back tomorrow bachelor drops sure tomorrow. will <laughs> love is blind seven through nine recap drops mm-hmm. the next day we're here all mm-hmm. week long yeah um thanks for sticking with us let us know what you think of these episodes our after yeah. show experts yeah um and yeah we'll be back tomorrow sure will bye guys bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.